RadioInfluence.com. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. I'm your host, Vincent Hill, and I hope everyone had a great weekend and a great start to your week. I want to jump right into it tonight. Uh, There's a lot of things that have me upset. There's a lot of things that have me disgusted that are going on right now in this country. And of course, the biggest topic right now is the NFL, the protest, players kneeling during the national anthem, entire team saying they're not coming out during the national anthem. And you got a whole bunch of divisiveness going on, not only in this country, but also amongst teams in the NFL, amongst players in the NFL. You got some players saying, hey, they will stand for the national anthem because of the flag and what it means to this country and the people that died protecting this flag and the rights of those that want to protest. Then you got others, of course, saying that they will kneel during the national anthem because they have one common goal. But the question I always have that I've had for quite some time is, what is that common goal? So if you think back, this dude named Colin Kaepernick uh, decided he wanted to come out with his 1972 Afro and kneel at the National Anthem because of the injustices uh, that are occurring to black people across this country by police. And that's why he was kneeling during the National Anthem. Now, the irony in that whole thing to me is that Colin Kaepernick a guy that was adopted by a white family who essentially is the epitome of white privilege, who never grew up in the black community, who never knew what it was like to actually deal with police in the black community, is now all of a sudden the spokesman for all things black. You grew up privileged. You grew up around white people. You didn't grow up in the projects. You didn't grow up in Baltimore. You didn't grow up in Chicago. You didn't grow up in Ferguson, but yet you are the poster child of all things black, or so you say. So, of course, more NFL players, more black NFL players started jumping on this bandwagon for this common cause, to unite people for this common cause. Now, let's be honest. There are a ton of NFL players that are doing this simply for the publicity. Because think about this. You can do five sacks, run for 200 yards, kick a field goal to 90 yards. You can do all of this great stuff during a game. But after the next game, people are going to forget what you did because they're involved. They're wrapped up in the next game. Next Sunday, they're not going to remember how many yards you ran for. They're not going to remember that touchdown play because they're watching the next game. But what people will remember is, oh, Michael Bennett knelt down during the national anthem. And they'll talk about it for weeks. So, 
What better way to get your publicity than saying, I'm going to kneel for this common cause. The common cause that nobody knows what it is. What is the common cause that people are kneeling for? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It's because of the injustices in the black community by police officers. That is the common goal. But the only problem with that is, we all know, if you have any kind of knowledge and you actually find things out for yourself, we all know that there's really not this injustice that is being spread by the mainstream media. So let's look at some things since preseason, and then let's talk about some injustices. 47 people. 47 people killed by police since preseason started of the NFL. Now, you may be surprised, but those 47 people were actually white males killed by police since the preseason of the NFL. Now let's look at another number. 29 people killed by police. Those are the numbers of black males killed by police. So you're almost 20 more white males killed by police, but yet everyone in the NFL is kneeling because of the injustices against black people by police. Now, those 47 names, I assure you, no one that is taking a knee right now in the NFL can tell you their name. They don't even know that they were killed by police because they are so brainwashed on this agenda by mainstream media and the liberals to make you think that this is a huge problem. Now, let's look at another number. 62 people killed since the start of the preseason for the NFL, which was August 3rd. 62 people, 62 black males. But guess what? There were 62 black males killed in Chicago by 62 other black individuals. Who's taking a knee for them? Who knows their name? Does Colin Kaepernick since he's the thing of all, he's the poster child for all things black. Does he know their name? No. Does Michael Bennett, since he's the poster child for all things black, does he know their names? No. When the national anthem is playing and they're kneeling down, disrespecting the flag and what it stands for, are they kneeling for those 62 people in Chicago, those 62 black males that were killed? Since August 3rd? No, they're not. They're kneeling for the injustice against black people by racist white police officers. But to me, the injustice is not police doing their job, getting called to crimes and dealing with people that use force against them, that have guns, that have knives, that fight, that resist. That to me is not an injustice. What is an injustice is that 62 people in the city of Chicago lost their lives by people that look just like them. So if you want to start talking about injustice in the black community, let's talk about where it starts. If it's starting in the black community, but you're worried about what happens occasionally when police are called, you are part of the bigger problem. You're not trying to fix anything. 
You're not kneeling for a common cause because if you say that black lives matter and if you say that you care about black people, take your ass down to Chicago and take a knee. Take your ass down to Chicago and tell people to stop killing each other. If you really care about that stuff, those are the things you should be protesting. Go to Baltimore, where crime has still risen year after year after Freddie Gray. Take your butt to Ferguson, where crime has risen year after year after Michael Brown. We just saw it in St. Louis. Take your butts down to St. Louis, where crime continues to grow. If you think there's injustices, and if you're so concerned about what's going on with black people and how they're treated, the first thing we need to do is make sure black people treat each other equally. And when you kill someone over something stupid, whether it be drugs, money, whatever it is, that's not treating each other equally. That is just teaching self-hate. Oh my God, what is that word I just used? Hate? The same thing that everyone is spewing out that they're saying Donald Trump hates black people. This person hates black people. Police hate black people. Blah, 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 blah. Well, if black people are killing each other, black people hate themselves. Because if you're not killing because of Defending yourself in self-defense, like police officers usually do. Again, they don't just wake up and say, I'm going to go kill a black person. It's usually a reason that it's done. But if you're just killing yourself over a pair of shoes, over the way someone looked at you, that to me is hate. And that, my friend, is the worst kind of hate you can have. Self-hate. Until you get past self-hate. Nobody else is really going to worry about your conditions. So while you're saying it's racist, while you're saying it's this, people don't have to be racist. If you don't care about yourself, you've already lost this battle in life. So Colin Kaepernick, if you don't care about those 62 people in Chicago, you've already lost this battle of your so-called unity cause. You've lost it. If you don't care about the hundreds of black people that have died in Chicago this year, then your cause, to me, is fake. It's bogus, because you can't say you are concerned with how black people are treated if you're not looking at it from all aspects. And I'll say this about kneeling during the national anthem. I don't agree with it at all. And I know what the flag means to this country. I served this country. And the only thing I kneel down to do is to say this. Oh, dear God. That's usually how it starts when I kneel down. Other than that, kneeling to me is a sign of weakness. I kneel for one man and one man only. He is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Anything past that during a national anthem, to me, is un-American. Because there's a line in the national anthem that says that our flag was still there. It doesn't say that the flag for the white people was still there. 
that the flag for the Hispanic people, that the flag for the black people, it says our flag, which means the flag for the entire nation. So if you're part of this nation and you're getting paid for this being in this nation and doing a job, then you should stand up and support the flag and what it stands for. And if you got a problem with, again, the police, go do something about it. Go learn what police do. Go talk to police. Go ride with police. And then come back and talk to me about this so-called problem that you see. And another thing, listen, NFL players are paid every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and whenever else they have a game, right? So when you hear the word paid, that means it's their job. Now, if me or you, anyone listening right now, went on our job and started protesting and just started acting irrational, guess what? We'd probably be fired. Now, I'm not saying... I want the NFL players to be fired because as much as I don't like it and don't agree with it, I understand it's their right as a part of free speech to do what they do. But think about it. It's your job. If you went to your job and said, you know what, boss, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to stand. I'm going to sit here all day taking a knee. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, really? That's what you're going to do, huh? Well, you can do that outside at the bus stop because you're fired and that's how it would go down so if we're doing sports let's do sports when did this become a political agenda when did it become more important to see who's kneeling down than actually enjoying the game because when i watch football i want to see some great passes i want to see some great running plays and i want to see some really good hits Because I like the sound of shoulder pads clanking against each other. What I don't want to see is, oh, well, this team said they're not coming out. Oh, well, 10 players over here were on their knees in a circle. And now there's this thing going around Instagram and Twitter and Facebook about, what is it? Take take the knee. Take a selfie of yourself on the knee. Well, I'm going to take a selfie of myself on my knees. And I'm going to have two hands together. And I'm going to say not taking a knee in protest, taking a knee, praying and giving thanks to the Lord for all he's done for me. So I want to switch gears because I can go on and on about that forever. Over to Huntington Beach, California, it was an officer involved fatal shooting that I'm sure nobody in the NFL knows about while they took a knee yesterday. I'm sure Colin Kaepernick and all of his injustices uh, that he says are occurring has no idea that this shooting occurred because the individual that was shot and killed by police was a white male. Now, what happened, uh, police got a call about a guy acting strangely. The individual assaulted one officer. Of course, he called for backup. So guess what he did? He assaulted another officer. So there's cell phone video that captures what happened. You can see the struggle going on on the ground. It was at a convenience store, like a 7-Eleven, I believe it was. Uh, You can see the struggle going on, and you can clearly see the individual reach up onto the officer's gun belt and retrieve something. 
after I watched this video a few times, it kind of looked like it either was his flashlight or his pepper spray. But at any rate, it's something that can be used as a weapon against the officer. So the officer gets up, backs up a few steps. You hear six shots. Then you hear a seventh shot. And you can tell that this individual was hit each time because you can see him flinch up. And after the seventh shot, he finally falls to the ground. Now, one thing I do want to point out is, like I always say, when people say, oh, just shoot him once or just shoot him in the leg, this guy was shot seven times before he fell to the ground. Man, nobody's even taking a knee for that or protesting. But anyway, I digress. So the chief of police there in, in uh, Huntington has made a statement about his officer, and I want to read it, and I agree with it 100%, and I'll talk about it. Just because a person didn't have a weapon, if he's struggling with that officer and actively assaulting that officer and trying to take his weapon away, trying to take department equipment from his belt that could harm him, he has every right and every responsibility. We train them to defend themselves with lethal force. And that was the chief of police there in Huntington Beach. Now, if you watch this video again, you can tell the, the kid is uh, initially unarmed, but it's clear he grabs something from this officer's utility belt. And I believe it was a flashlight because you can finally see it drop to the ground um, when he finally falls after being shot several times. But it goes back to 2014 and the whole unarmed thing, hands up, don't shoot. Just because an individual is unarmed doesn't mean at any given moment that they A, can't take your weapon, and the officer was on the ground with this guy fighting, which the guy could have easily grabbed his gun. B, they can't take your pepper spray, your aspiton, or whatever else, your handcuffs and gouge your eye out. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen on the ground while an officer is fighting with the suspect. So the flashlight, if that's what it was, could it have been used for a weapon? Yeah, it could have been used for a weapon, and it's all in the articulation of the officer to say, I believe I was in immediate danger of imminent bodily injury or death. And that's what this case is going to come down to when and if it goes to trial. Um, and I, I think the video evidence will tell a lot about what really happened and the individual's mindset. Again, he had assaulted one officer. He fought the second officer that ended up shooting him. So could it have been a case of suicide by cop? There could have been a lot of reasons. But the fact is... He fought with police. He grabbed items out of the officer's utility belt. Uh, if it was the pepper spray, yes, pepper spray can be used against an officer. It happens all the time. And imagine this, for those that don't understand where I'm going with this. Imagine this, you're a police officer. Someone gets a hold of your pepper spray, your OC spray, which when you spray it in someone's eyes, they are blinded for about 20 to 30 minutes. So, a suspect gets a hold of your pepper spray. They spray you in the eye. Now you can't see. Now, some of you say, oh, the suspect may just run away. Eh, maybe. 
That's not usually how it goes. What they then do is assault the officer by beating them, or, since the officer cannot see, they attempt to go for the officer's gun to shoot said officer with. It happens. It has happened. Police officers have died the exact same way. And for the record, no one knelt down for them. No one protested for them. No one said there was things going on for them. But anyway, I digress. So I'm curious to see how this uh, shooting goes down in Huntington Beach, California. I really don't think it will be any charges against the officer based on the videotape and based on the circumstances of the case. Okay, switching over to Rockford, Illinois, I want to do something I've never done on Beyond the Badge, but I want to put out a bolo, be on the lookout for an individual. Police are asking for the public's help in finding a 27-year-old Rockford man suspected of shooting a Winnebago County Sheriff's deputy near Rockford early Saturday morning. The fugitive, Jordan D. Spates, 27, was charged in a no-bond warrant with aggravated battery to a police officer with a firearm, a Class X felony, according to the statement from Illinois State Police. Spates should be considered armed and dangerous. The incident occurred about 1.35 a.m. when the sheriff's deputy was trying to stop a vehicle fleeing on Springfield Avenue when it halted near Perry Road. Its driver exited and sprinted away, but while fleeing, he pulled a gun and fired several times at the deputy, striking him with gunfire and incapacitating the deputy. As the suspect fled into the heavily wooded area, responding officers took the injured sheriff's deputy to a hospital where he had surgery for non-life-threatening injuries. Winnebago County detectives were called in and were able to identify the suspected shooter after finding narcotics in the vehicle and executing a search warrant in the 1000 block of South Court in Rockford, where they found more evidence and arrested another individual, Jaron J. Moore. So, here we are, we're in Rockford, Illinois, not too far from Chicago. You have an individual shooting at police who was a black male, but yet people want to take knees at a football game during a national anthem because of the injustices by police in the black community. But you have a black male shooting at a white officer with the intent to kill him because he had drugs in his vehicle and he didn't want to go to jail, but yet it's okay for that to happen. No one's speaking on that. But if the roles were reversed and forget about the gun, forget about the drugs, forget about the pursuit, forget about the fact that he ran after the pursuit stopped, had this white officer shot and killed this guy Spates, then guess what? There would be another hashtag. There would be protests right now in the city of Rockford, Illinois. There would be hashtags. There would be Colin Kaepernick saying, see, it happened again in the black community. Racist police shot and killed another black man. Even though the black man had a gun, 
had the intent to kill the police officers, had drugs, so you had guns and drugs, which are felonies, and usually people that sell drugs and carry guns, they shoot those guns. They don't have the guns just for show. They don't have the guns to say, hey man, look at this one. Isn't it pretty? It matches my shoes. No, usually drug dealers that carry guns, they shoot people. And when they don't want to go to jail, those people they shoot at are police officers. But it's all fine and dandy, and no one's talking about that because it doesn't fit the narrative that we've been hearing for the last several years. But it's true life fact that police are in danger every second of the day, and no one is kneeling for them. And I think this is a perfect segue to my 10-7 segment. And I'm going out to talk about an officer in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, simply because I remembered the coach of Pittsburgh saying they will not come out during the national anthem because of this united cause that everyone seems to think we need in this country. So I want to talk about and I want to recognize and honor Officer Eric Guy Kelly. First of all, I want to make it clear that Eric Guy Kelly was a black officer responding to the scene to assist two white officers who were shot and killed in a domestic violence dispute. And not only was Officer Kelly a police officer, he was a military veteran. So I wonder, I really think hard about how he would feel right now that his football team says they're kneeling at the national anthem because of this great cause of injustice that's going on in the black community. But let me read his story. Officer Eric Kelly was shot and killed after responding to assist Officer Stephen Melee and Officer Paul Scully, who had been shot and killed at the scene of a domestic disturbance. At approximately 7 a.m., Officer Maley and Scully received a call of a domestic disturbance between a mother and son in the Stanton Heights section of the city. When they arrived, they approached the front door of the house, but were ambushed by the suspect, who opened fire at the officers, killing them both. Let me tell you how much of a hero this guy is. Officer Eric Kelly, who was off duty and returning home after his shift, heard the call and responded to the scene. The suspect, who was firing an AK-47 from the window of his home, shot and mortally wounded Officer Kelly as he exited his vehicle and attempted to aid the officers. Despite being mortally wounded, Officer Kelly was able to call in the shooting and direct responding officers to the location. The responding officers were fired upon by the suspect, but were able to pull Officer Kelly from the line of fire. One of the officers was shot in the hand, and the other suffered a broken leg while rescuing Officer Kelly. Officer Kelly was taken to a local hospital where he died from his wounds. The suspect, who was armed with several guns and protected by a bulletproof vest, engaged responding patrol and SWAT officers in a gun battle in which over a hundred rounds were fired. After a four-hour standoff, in which he was shot several times in the leg and vest, he surrendered. He was arrested and charged with three counts of aggravated homicide 
and was sentenced to death on June 28, 2011. Officer Kelly had served with the Pittsburgh Police Department for 14 years and had previously served with the United States Marine Corps. He is survived by his wife and three daughters. Officer Kelly, Eric Guy Kelly, a military veteran who I assure you was very patriotic, a police officer in the city of Pittsburgh for 14 years, killed at the hands of an individual who clearly didn't want to go to jail, who probably wanted to die that day. Officer Kelly very easily could have simply gone home. It was seven in the morning. He had just gotten off his shift. He had worked all night, but yet this hero decided to go assist his fellow officers. So I really wonder how Officer Eric Kelly would feel that his team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, said, nah, we're not coming out to the national anthem because police treat black people wrong. But yet, Officer Eric Kelly was a black man who not only served the city of Pittsburgh for 14 years, he also served this country as a U.S. Marine. He also protected this flag that many of the NFL players are now disrespecting. So I really wonder how Eric Kelly would feel. And I really got a question, who's kneeling for him besides his family, since we're talking about injustices and since we're talking about police? Well, the fact that Eric Kelly didn't make it home to his wife and three daughters is an injustice to me. And if you don't see that injustice, there's something seriously wrong with you. Hey, I'm out of time for tonight, but I truly want to thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure. I can't wait to be back next week where I bring you another story involving police, police issues in this country. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you for the ratings I've been getting on this show. It's awesome. I'll see you next week right here, RadioInfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter, at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>